Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. I am thrilled to have a conversation today with Mike Shelton, who is a city councilman in Broomfield. Mike Shelton, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Thank you so much, Kim. Happy to be here. Well, you have been a city councilman for about as long as I've known you. Uh, So tell us a little bit about Broomfield City Council. Yeah, it's a 10-member board. We have five wards and two representatives per ward. They have staggered four-year terms, and we're term-limited, uh, just like most cities, at uh, two four-year terms. So I was elected in 2011, and I'm term-limited this November. Do you have other things in uh, in mind regarding politics by any chance? I don't know. You ask me tomorrow and the answer will be totally different. You know? <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably true. That's probably true. So, well, Mike, thank you so much for joining me because you have written a very succinct, very important piece for the Complete Colorado. And it's uh, the title is Tax Rebates to Corporations Are Unfair, Unhealthy, and Unnecessary. This is a fascinating piece. You said that uh, Broomfield recently passed a tax incentive deal with Crocs, which, you know, is the shoes. Uh, they were formerly in Niwot. And so they've moved uh, to Broomfield, and they have received a 50% rebate on business personal property tax each year for 10 years. So that's kind of setting up how you started on this uh, this important piece in Complete Colorado. Uh, take it from there. Yeah, thanks for picking up on that. Um, you know, full disclosure, I was raised in the Niwot area, so I'm familiar with that business park where Crocs has been thriving So this one kind of hit close to home and kind of raised my eyebrows more significantly than the others. And I guess the other thing to say is that Broomfield is hardly the worst (laughs) at all of these. There's plenty of governments around Colorado and probably around the nation that uh, do much worse things like just give money straight up to people. Mm-hmm. And you know these what? They do this them. under the guise of economic development. And many of these cities and counties and states, they all have paid uh, government bureaucrats that uh, are with these economic development offices in many cases. And uh, basically, they're kind of picking winners and losers. But I just wanted to make that make that point. Yeah, uh, that is their job. If you have an economic development department at your city or the state, then uh, this is part of their job is to go look for companies and recruit them. And a lot of uh, some part of those deals is uh, a tax rebate or some other kind of incentive. So uh, what mainly concerns me is the unintended consequences that come from those kinds of deals which are really hard to see, and if you really do think about them, then uh, they may be worse than actually doing nothing. So that's kind of what I want to do, evoke in that piece and kind of run through those things. Well, let's do that, because the argument for economic development is that it brings in commerce, it brings in jobs, it brings in people. Um, But as you mentioned, there are unintended consequences. So let's go through that, Mike Shelton, Broomfield City Councilman. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be happy to. So the first thing to realize is that these are tax incentives for new companies, either a a company that's starting up. But uh, there's a uh, there's an exception in the state statute that uh, even if you're not a new company, if your investment is big enough, 
then you can also take advantage of the tax incentive. So what that means is that the largest corporations are in a better position to uh, take advantage of those deals, and they're being better served by those tax incentive deals. The smaller companies aren't able to take advantage of those, or maybe not even be knowledgeable about this, because let's be honest, most people would just be appalled that their government can actually rebate taxes like this. Like, we all want rebates. Why are they giving it just away to select people? I think that's something that bothers people. So they don't know this is going on. And another thing I think that we see a lot of, I, I hear a lot of people saying that we want mom and pop shops. We want mm-hmm. small grocers. We want local restaurants, you know, people that live here and work here. But if we start doing, when we do all of these incentive programs, we're really just incentivizing the big guys and they're competing against those small guys. And so we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot with these incentives. That's one of those big consequences. Well, and you know, you think about it, uh, first of all, you're, you make an important point that, but the, the big guys, they get a refund on some of their taxes or a special deal and your little company over here, your, your little mom and pop uh, operation, you know, they're probably the ones that are helping to sponsor the local little baseball team. And, you know, they're part of the community. And it defies reason, And because I also served on city council, it defies reason why you would give, uh, you know, this big business coming in a, a special deal and not and not uh, the mom and pop. And so the the big picture, and I think that you hit this in your piece, is that if, in fact, you know, lower taxes are better, lower regulations are better for the big company, well, maybe they're good for the mom and pop, maybe lower regulations and lower taxes are good for the, the mom and pop group as well. Yes. Yeah, and that's why this, this kind of false dichotomy that the the city staff will always present uh, is so bothersome because there are so many natural organic ways to attract a business and individuals to come to your city Uh, that's with good street maintenance it's with you know ease of doing business it's with like you said low taxes you know competent government that serves its people really well and uh, provides, you know, good parks and recreation and the schools are good. So these are all things that uh, naturally attract business and individuals. So uh, I wonder why we would focus on those incentives in the first place. Uh, It doesn't seem to be all that necessary. It seems like such a small little amount. And it really is. This tax incentive, for instance, for Crocs amounts to... I think it's about 75000 It's a billion-dollar company, so you can't make the argument that the incentive is the reason that they're coming here. You know, they picked Broomfield for other reasons, and that tax incentive is just the icing on the cake, I suppose, but it's pretty offensive to all the other businesses that have been operating here while they're paying full freight. Well, and, you, and that's important to note. But another thing, you mentioned that you grew up, grew up in Niwot, and this is where Crocs had been, had their business, and they've been thriving there. But there's, I think, an unintended consequence about what happens to the community where that business has been. What do you? What, what's your comments about that, Mike Shelton? And it also bothers me that we seem to have cities engaging in sort of a bidding war for companies. And so the, the 
offers keep on increasing in size, and maybe companies are playing cities off of each other. Amazon is the classic example, although that's obviously a little bit anomalous. But the same idea holds true. The, the cities really do compete over bringing these companies, and they offer competing incentive packages. As that bid price gets, uh, gets higher, uh, that alone is troublesome. Uh, but then I also wonder what's going to happen to the communities where those businesses come from. So, you know, a lot of businesses will uh, look for a, a new headquarters or something like that. And if they can't make it work, they may not move. But if they find a lucrative incentive package, then they may. And so what one city government ends up doing is using its citizens' tax money to lure a company in and that community from where the business came ends up losing. So if that was a major employer, the, the problem could be, uh, could be multiplied. If it's a, a retailer, then maybe that market, maybe that market in the surrounding businesses also suffers. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Kind of a domino effect there. And my argument is just we don't need to be messing with that stuff. It's not the <laughs> why, proper role of why government. Put public money into it. Right. Right. That is not really the, the proper role of government. And and, and the other thing, and you, you started to highlight this in your piece, and so let's just kind of open that up. We're going to go to break then in f a few minutes. But there is pressure that uh, is put on a community regarding um, roads and sewer and schools that I don't think a lot of people think about. And that's another one of those unintended consequences that you talk about in this very important piece that you did. Tax rebates to corporations are unfair, unhealthy, and unnecessary. So talk a little bit more about these uh, unintended consequences. Yeah, and there's even another one that I realized just shortly after publishing this, and that's impacts to the environment. So the logic would go if we're incentivizing a new business to come in here, and a lot of times these are high-paying jobs, too, because another thing that the city wants to do is attract, uh, attract people that are of means. That's, that's one of the goals, or, and we try to attract well, good-paying jobs, too. There's a, a big movement to not pay real low wages. We want people well-paid. So these well-paid individuals come into the community and they have to live somewhere and they have to shop somewhere. So they'll be bidding on the housing stock, same as everybody else. And we can assume that the prices would be bid up. And we've already, we already have a housing cost issue. The affordability of housing is pretty much none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said in the article that Houses are priced like Dutch tulips right now. Uh, in other words, just really high. Everybody's a fan of moving to Colorado. We have very low property taxes compared to all the other states. I think we're 10th lowest. And so it's a good place to come. So even businesses coming from out of state, relocating here, they've got to buy those homes. They've got to put their kids in schools. And they've got to go use the roads and shop and use all the other services. And that increases the pressure on all of those, especially, I think, in housing. And so the argument, again, is why, why contribute to the problem? Well, and you think about it, Mike Shelton, and we're going to go to break in just a, a few seconds here. But so this big company gets a break. They get to 
basically they're going to be able to keep more money in their pocket. So in essence, they might be able to pay you know, a higher wage. Well, then once again, also in the labor market, that means mom and pop people over here, in order to try to keep up with with trying to pay higher wages, that, uh, you know, uh, it puts them at a disadvantage. And then you mentioned housing. You know, mom and pop and, and their employees need to have a place to live. But again, since this big company is getting breaks, they're able to pay their people more, which puts upward pressure on those costs, which again hurts our little businesses. So let's go to break and continue with this very important conversation. I'm talking with Mike Shelton. He has served on Broomfield City Council for eight years. He's term limited. He's written this very important piece that was in Complete Colorado. It's called Tax Rebates to Corporations Are Unfair, Unhealthy, and Unnecessary. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Having a very important conversation with Mike Shelton. He has served on Broomfield City Council for eight years. He's term limited out this November. He's written this really, really important piece. Uh, Tax rebates to corporations are unfair, unhealthy, and unnecessary. And Mike, you've really hit on it, but there's so many things that happen under the guise of economic development. And for some reason, uh, many cities, counties, and even our state thinks that we need to have that be a government incentivized program when in essence, uh, if government got out of the way, economic development, I would submit to you, happens organically. But let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more. We were, we're, we're going through the unintended consequences of economic development. The, the politicians and pundits and interested parties say, hey, this is going to bring in commerce, it's going to bring in jobs, it's going to help keep our, our uh, housing values up. But there's unintended consequences. We kind of hit on that. Why don't you make sure that our listeners understand exactly what you're concerned about? Yeah, so the the proponents of these incentive packages will say that uh, they're good because the community will have more jobs and they will go around and they will shop at the stores and it'll just be great to have more people. But there's a whole lot of drawbacks to that also. And you you mentioned just before the break that there's competition uh, for employees too. And if you bring in... Uh, a new company that pays really well, then the other businesses around them might start having to pay a higher wage to attract the employees to replace them. And and you know, people would ap- people would ap- yeah people will opine oh that's what we need to do because sure. <laughs> we're trying to to you know get higher wages for people what they don't well, understand is is that you are artificially allowing this big business to have more money in their pocket that they can pay people because they're paying less of their share in taxes and this little company over here that many people say hey this is great we're increasing wages here Labor costs get so high at some point that uh, people will either go out of business or they will move someplace else. Right. That's the thing is that the smaller shops especially are operating on such small margins that these little effects have much larger effects. So, sure, while that business is still alive, they might be paying a dollar more. But if they only survive a year, then what good is that? Good point. That's, that's a great question. So 
it's something to pay attention to. And, and another part is the environmental impacts. If we're going to incentivize new companies to move here, and a lot of times these deals are done in uh, vacant land, and a new company will come in and build a new building on a vacant piece of property. And if you care about the environment and you don't want to see government pr- promoting this new development, then I think you should be concerned about these tax incentive deals, too, because it makes it easier for that new company to come in. And they're bringing a lot of concrete. They're pouring a lot of asphalt. They're cutting down trees. Um, you know, there are a whole lot of impacts. They're running air conditioners. And, yeah, they're bringing in a whole lot of people, too, to go onto the roads. Okay. Fascinating. Now, that brings up a question, because I'm a property rights girl. You know, I really think that, you know, people in a responsible manner, you know, but, but, you know, you have your property, you should be able to do with it what you want. So say if I have a piece of vacant land and with no tax incentives, just organically I take a look at it and I think I can develop this property, I can you know make a, um, a profit perhaps or I can start to create wealth. How do you feel about just people organically being able to do that? Because that, you know, that will inc- you know, incur concrete and different things like that. So what would your comment be to people on that, Mike Shelton? I, I'm, I'm all for those developments that are done, you know, voluntarily. Uh, it's when somebody wants to give up their vacant piece of property and host homes, then, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't want to get in that way. A lot of city plans do try to get in their way mm-hmm. and zone it for things that the city wants. And in a strange way, there's reasons for that. If you want to look into the Gallagher Amendment and figure out why cities want so badly to bring in commercial and retail is because they pay almost five times the amount of property tax as residential. So cities are, you know, they're, they're, they're really competing hard for businesses because that's how a city is going to survive. You know, and that survive without it. That is so interesting that you brought up the Gallagher Amendment because there is kind of a movement out there that they are uh, uh, kind of talking that oh, there's a big problem with the Gallagher Amendment uh, because there is this disparity that you just mentioned regarding uh, that commercial property is taxed much higher at a much higher rate than residential property. But uh, many of the people that want to say quote unquote fix Gallagher are not thinking about hey, we'd like to lower those taxes on on businesses, on commercial properties, and bring that down, I think what they're thinking is we need to figure out a way to increase the taxes on residential. And so I just wanted to make that note. We have not talked a lot about Gallagher yet. We've talked a lot about uh, Tabor, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. But uh, I think it's important to understand when people say they want to fix Gallagher, in essence, instead of lowering the taxes on commercial properties, they're thinking, hey, how can we uh, increase the property and the, the taxes on residential? So I just I know that's a side note, but I want people to understand that because yeah. we need to go go through that. Some people certainly do. I, I know one of the components of the, the Gallagher working groups, one of the questions they were exploring was whether we can go away from the state set rate and let counties or cities or whatever decide their own rates. And so what what you might see is that, you know, like what we say is that if you lower the uh, taxes, then you will see more commerce and the economy will improve. So, you know, if, if 
cities and counties were able to set those rates. I think actually what you would see is a lot of cities and counties starting to reduce their retail property, uh, commercial property tax rates, the non-residential property tax rates. And yeah, of course, you will see people also saying that we need to uh, raise the residential rates. And I would just remind everybody again that we're 10th lowest. So, you know, I wouldn't be in favor of doing that. Uh, but what Gallagher has done has forced the residential assessment rate to go lower and lower and lower and lower. And ordinarily, you know, you wouldn't do that. Or if you did it, you would do it in a more balanced way so that the non-commercial, non-residential sector isn't carrying four or five times the burden. Well, you know, we kind of want that a little bit more balanced, but yeah. off topic, maybe. Well, yeah, but and but if <laughs> it you is lower, a large conversation, it is a large conversation. But if you lower taxes, you know, with the Laffer curve, if you lower taxes, and there's more commerce. The tax receipts actually, they go up because there's a bigger pot you're collecting taxes from. And one of the reasons that that pot gets bigger is because private enterprise goes out and they create uh, products and services that people are willing to trade their hard-earned dollars for. And so a lot of, and Mike, I know you're on the firing line. There's so many politicians and pundits and and bureaucrats and interested parties that don't understand that. And if you have high taxes, though, this is the other thing, then then you can give people s- special deals. And uh, there's politicians and right. bureaucrats that they kind of like that power. I've seen it anyway. Yeah, that's, that's why you really see no one pushing for uh, charter amendments to prevent governments from doing this. And you never see state legislators trying to prohibit cities and counties from competing with public money. But interesting thing that I linked to in the article, my article is uh, some work that was, it's another article in Complete Colorado that points out that the Colorado Constitution does prohibit uh, public money from being spent this way and given away as incentives. And it's basically a, a, in a, a statement in, in defense of principles of fairness. So I think that's interesting. But, of course, courts and the legislature have kind of withered that away, and no one really pays attention to it anymore. <laughs> so that is in the Colorado Constitution, and uh, the Gallagher Amendment is in the Constitution, as well as Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Um, you know, Mike, we're just about out of time, and there's a whole nother conversation that I would like to talk with you about, and that is affordable housing. And I submit right. to you that affordable housing homelessness. Uh, I've started to call them the industrial complexes because uh, once you get government involved in these things, uh, you start to see prices go up, picking winners and losers. What's coming down the pike uh, there in Broomfield? And then let's get you scheduled to come back and talk about affordable housing. But what do you see coming coming down the pike there? Yeah, sure. There's a few different recommendations. Uh, one positive one actually is uh, accessory dwelling units. So if you wanted to build onto the back of your home and host another family or person or your grandparent or a son or a daughter, you could do that. Um, that, that is one way to um, provide uh, or allow more housing to be built, and that's going to eventually uh, bring prices down. Another approach to it is to require all new development to follow some kind of uh, restriction 
that says you must set aside a certain percent of units as affordable. Now that gets me crazy. <laughs> that yeah, one it's gets- a little hard to swallow, especially when we were, when the same people that are uh, are supposedly so worried about the affordability of housing going out of control, they're the same people that vote for the incentive packages that bring big companies here with high paying salaries. So I, I think they're actually contributing to the problem there and uh, we could stop interfering and things wouldn't be as bad. Well, I think that that is a very novel idea. So, Mike Shelton, we will get you scheduled uh, to talk about affordable housing. I thank you so much for this very important piece that you've done. It's in Complete Colorado by Mike Shelton, city councilman uh, in Broomfield. And it's tax rebates to corporations are unfair, unhealthy, and unnecessary. I would highly recommend that you read it. Mike Shelton, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now.